Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Where is God at now? Why is so much changing? I need perspective. It's hard to be alone. I miss my family. I miss my friends. When will this end? What's my future look like? So many questions. Voices online everywhere. Who do I listen to? Seasons come, seasons go. But Jesus remains the same. Good morning, City Life family. Thank you for spending time with us. We know time is valuable, and we pray you're not spending it, but investing it. Speaking of investing, in this season, I want to give a brief recap right now, financially, how we are positioning ourselves to help. And the first crowd I want to speak to is if you've been negatively impacted in this season financially, we want to help you. Secondly, if you haven't been negatively impacted financially, we're asking that you will give a little extra in this season to continue to help. There's a few texts I want to read for us in right out of Malachi 3 chapter chapter 3 verse 10 it says bring the full tenth into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. The church represents a storehouse and we are asking that people will continue to bring their tenth so that we can help people. And God says, test me in this way. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you without measure. And then secondly, in Acts chapter 4, verse 34 and 35, it says, for there was not a needy person among them because all those who owned land and houses sold them. They brought the proceeds of all what was sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. So the church leaders. Then they distributed to each person and anyone saw need. In the last text I want to read is Acts 2.45. They sold their possessions and property. Same thing. Distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. There is great biblical precedent to the church be in position to help people. We are positioned to help our church first, help our community and our city secondly, and then the world. So we're asking if, if you haven't been negatively impacted, will you go a little extra in this season, give through the ways that were listed, text, City Life Online, the Church Center app, or even in the mail. And if you've also been impacted negatively on our website right now, citylifelansing.com. We have two sections that you can either click that I want to get help or I want to give help. Get help or give help. And as we're giving help, we are investing in this season. So let's go big and keep impacting the one for Jesus Christ. Our team's already dreaming up a couple things that we can do to continue to help people. Uh, One of which is right after we kind of get acclimated into society for all the Chewbacca haircuts that are going on. We want to give two days of haircuts for free. It's going to cost us about $5,000 to do that. Anyone we found out that's in the City Life family or extended that we know that's been COVID positive or their family, we have a Love the City team that has been impacting them. 
people that have been reaching out, helping the one get food and grub hubs and all different types of ways. So that's just a couple examples of how we're going to position ourselves in this season to love the one. Yeah? Come on, what do you say? Let's do this together. Thank you, family. I just wanted to give a little update there as now we dive into week two of seasons. It's to enjoy God in every season. Rich, poor, old, young, a lot, dancing, laughing, God, God, control. So let's make a goal. Let's make a goal today. That the best goal for every season is how we can become more like Jesus. I want to be a yes man when it comes to God. I don't want to negotiate with God. I want to be a yes man. I want to be surrounded by people that are saying yes and amen to God's promise. We're saying no to the kingdom of darkness. It's do we have a healthy soul? This is what Jesus came for. That he would set the captives free. That the guilt, the shame, the effects of sin that we all carry, that we're all infected with, that he wants to give us new life. All races, all faces, all ages, we belong. God wants all people to experience that new new. Winter, spring, summer, fall, seasons come and go, but God remains the same forever. And when I think of winter, I've been a prolific complainer, like crazy for so much of my life. My goal as a kid was to either hibernate in a music studio or secondly, grow a bunch of weed so that we could just be inside and smoke weed all day. That's the only two options I saw. But something supernatural has happened in the last couple years for me. I've seen the beauty in winter in a supernatural way. God's perspective that there is a reason for every season. And in Michigan, we get a beautiful privilege that no matter what season we're in, it is very different than the previous season. So we're experiencing four different seasons. So I want to encourage you, no matter what season you're feeling or facing, embrace all the seasons because we know the one who holds it all. And we're going to look at our teacher this morning. Teacher Jesus. So let's go to his class. Let's open up Matthew chapter 11. There's a link if you're watching this on the live.citylifelancing.com. And the Bible's right there, so you can follow along. You can open it up and read it. I want to encourage you that we're not preaching at you, but we're with, that we're together right now. Me and you, we are together with experience. We're in the kitchen cooking together. I'm picking it up from verse 29. It says, take my yoke and learn from me. When you hear learn, what do you think? Do you want to learn from Jesus? Do I want to learn from Jesus? Do I think my bad teacher? Who do I think of? Let's examine him as a teacher. He says, take my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
kind of teacher is this? Now, the rabbis of that day, Jesus is making a big statement. Because what they teach, the law, their yoke, is very heavy. Yoke is an example that Jesus says, you wouldn't think a teacher would use a farming example. A yoke is put on the ox and it goes on their shoulders. And what he's saying is, hey, take my yoke, put it on your shoulders. And we often think that God wants to kind of make us escape from all of our problems. But what he's saying here is this, he's teaching that in your day-to-day, the work, the rest, the home, everything you do, what you might see as mundane is no longer mundane, that Jesus wants to be with us. And as he's with us, we look at our whole life with him now as easy. That might be so foreign to you. That's been foreign to me. I'm having to learn this new operating system with him as my teacher to get all that junk, all the performance, all of the kind of sprint and then escape, uh, sprint, escape, uh, run back. We got to stop. And today we want to go to one of his best lessons that he teaches us in John chapter 15. And today's message is titled, An Abide Stride. An Abide Stride. John 15, 17 says, These things I command you, here's our teacher commanding us, so that you will love one another. Well, we know now, if I'm spending time with God, the output is I'm naturally going to byproduct, try to go love one another. I started there because I want to rewind and get to the beginning of the chapter. Because most of the time when we think of our teacher, we're always saying, what do you want me to do? How do I got to prove myself, prove my worth? Show up my job, I get paid. We're performance-based. Our worth is often determined by how much we can work, what we can offer, what we can give. What our teacher is teaching us, our master, our Jesus, our savior, the one who found us when we were dead, we deserve nothing, and given us this new life, this new freedom, And he's telling us now commandments to go love one another, but here's how it's all built. Here's the foundation. It's all built on him first loving us. So let's go back. John 15, 1. I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Pause. I know everybody watching this wants to have a fruitful life. That's why we start our workout programs. We join a business that we stopped on the side and it's exhausting. What Jesus is teaching us here is that we can't bear fruit outside of him and fruit comes by spending time with him by receiving. This is different. 
What do I have to do? This teacher is telling us, receive. Receive what? Receive spending time with me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. The Jewish crowd hearing this, the backdrop, they know scripture in Isaiah. They know the story of creation. And here's Jesus saying that gardener, vine imagery, that he's over Jerusalem. He's over the Jews, that he's the source. And we can't bear fruit. We can't have good works that will last outside of him. Again, bold statement, unless he is the one who remains the same and he is the source of life, sustaining us and breathing life into us. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like branches and withers and the branches are gathered and thrown in the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Where does that proof come out? Remember, love one another. He's going to teach us later in the chapter. As verse nine, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Abide in my love. Abide's not a word we use that often. Abide means to dwell, remain, or to be home. Picture it for a minute. A home that's full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, mercy, no shame, no condemnation. When you mess up, someone's right there to pick you up. It's so beautiful, God's home, and how he wants us to see this. And we might hear, okay, he wants to cut off everything that's not bearing fruit. He wants to prune us. We hear cut. We're thinking, team, did I get cut? Am I on the outside? But cut actually means to lift up there. So as he lifts us up, we will now bear more fruit. There's a book that we as a team have been reading. It's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And I'm not through it yet, but one of the chapters has been wrecking me is on defining hurry, the pace of society. In examining my life, when has anything good ever happened when I was rushed? In fact, this season, I've, uh, it's, we've all been a little rushed at different moments. And I dropped my phone two different times and the screen broke. And, you know, people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. And how'd it happen? And I, 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 I said I was doing too much. I was just doing too much. I was doing too much. And it was God's grace for me that my phone broke to remind me that I want an abide stride. I don't want to strive, rush. When I think of the word rush, 
When I am rushed, my soul and my spirit is crushed. Okay, preacher rhyme word. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. In but but yet when I abide, I'm striding with God step by step, pace, pace. I got this rhythm that is supernatural, connecting it that I'm already home. And I'm not home by how much I can bring to the home. I'm home because the Father loves me. The Father determines if I get to have the privilege and the permission and the access to be home. I get the access. There's no step privileges here. There is full rights that I'm an heir of the throne. So be home. Have refrigerator rights. Go to the fridge. Make your God feel like a king that he is. Can you hear him calling? And I love that Jesus shows us here, if we want to abide, remember it's with love. Why? How can we get that love? As the Father loved Jesus is the same way he's going to love us. So in other words, we are loved to love. Our teacher is so much different. He's not forcing us to go to class. Our teacher is inviting us in. When we're following Jesus, it's an invitation. Following Jesus is a way of life. It's a lifestyle. You've been hearing about the new diet trends. What, what's the new one this month? Keto, Atkins, juicing. And then somewhere along the line, there's always a pitch. Pitches, it's a lifestyle. Find your why. Be motivated. But at some place, the motivation is it's not divine unless it's tied to the vine. Now, if I'm motivated by the love of God, I can sustain in any season now because the love of God does not run out. And so when Jesus is saying that yoke, he, what he's saying is you, you got willpower, okay? You do. You got willpower. But our willpower will run out. And when we abide, now we're entering into the supernatural experience with our God. In just a moment here, I want to lead us to a practical thing that we can do that we our team created. We're calling a spiritual health kit that we have at citylifelancing.com. This spiritual health kit to start our day right abiding and pointing to the direction with our teacher. And uh, yeah, just with our teacher. I was thinking about good and bad teachers. Um, I don't know. Do you have a story of a good teacher? My favorite story with my good teacher is Mr. Klinger. Mr. Klinger, photography class, I remember we were taking a test. Being a little rebellious and outside the box I was. I go, Mr. Klinger, do I got to take this test? And he goes, no, Jerome, you don't have to. I said, I don't have to? He goes, no, you'll just take an E. That's the consequences. And me being arrogant, teenager, rebellious, I took an E that day. I left class. I dipsetted and I took the consequence. The illustration there connects with Jesus. We have a teacher that tells us how to bear fruit. The consequence is we can do nothing apart from him. But when we spend time with him, we can bear fruit. 
but we can't do it rushed. We can't do it in a hurry. We can't do it when we're doing too much. We're going to have to slow down. The pace of Jesus is one you can't always quantify. It doesn't show up in the wins or the loss column. When I was reading this passage, a few things I wrote as we enter into the health kit. If you notice in verse three, it says, you are clean because of the word that Jesus has spoken to us. But I want to tell you right now, you are clean. Why? Because if you put your trust in Jesus, that's exactly now how we enter with Jesus. You are clean. Secondly, you can do nothing apart from God. Abide in my love. There's the recipe for us is to abide in his love and to fully engage now to say, okay, how do I do this? What would that look like? I want to be home. I don't want this metric myth. Metric being something that I measure. Measure is typically determined by output, wins, losses. What have I done? How much money do I have? Don't I have? It's all stripped away. The metric myth is an absolute lie if that's the only thing we're looking at because you can't always quantify a relationship with Jesus. It's intangible. There's no substitution for the wrestling, for that own time with God, that we have it, checking our hearts, slowing down, saying, like last week, I'm not in control. Now, hey, I'm going to rest. I'm going to stay home. Oh, I'm abiding right now, not because of what I've done. Who I am is determined by whose I am. I am loved. I am holy. I am clean. I am forgiven. I have purpose. Some of us, we need that dose right now. We need that. We need that in this season to be recalibrated. Some of us have gotten seasick. I've heard that when you're sick on the seas, you know, you're about to throw up or whatever, you find a fixed point on land. And if you can find that fixed point on land, if you stare at the fixed point, you can make it through. Who's the fixed point? Jesus is love. Jesus is love. I'm home. There's my home. My home. My home. And I find out my home has already ran to me. My home's already here. So as all these variables are changing, we are fixed and positioned with Jesus Christ. The health kit we have, it says, start your day. Number one, thank God. Three things I'm thankful for. Number two, remember who you are in Jesus my identity, my worth. Three, take five minutes to pause, meditate, and pray. Number four, get the word of God in me. And worship, sing. And number five, John 15, 17, go love one another. We don't start by trying to love one another. Start by trying to prove. We start by receiving outside of our own willpower, get the power of heaven. And as we fill back up, now we pour back out. Fill back up, pour back out. More of him, more love for you. More of him, more love for you.
know, the health kit was birthed out of many of us looking at the text, praying with God, breakthrough moments. Maybe you know what it feels like to be radically depressed. There's been seasons in my life when I fought depression so bad that I'm sitting in my car before an appointment for three hours unable to move. But what came out of those seasons was new breakthrough techniques. I quoted Jim Carrey last week. Let's quote him again this week. He goes, I believe depression is legitimate. So hear this loud and clear. Depression is legitimate. But I also believe that if you don't exercise, eat nutritious food, get sunlight, get enough sleep, consume positive material, surround yourself with support, then you aren't giving yourself a fighting chance. If we're not connected to the vine, we're not having the health kit, if we're not first going to the source of the one we're loved with no shame, no bl- we're in, then we're not giving ourselves a fighting chance. So how do we move forward? We move forward by simply... First, abiding in his love and abide stride. A stride that reflects heaven's pace. There will be a different pace for different seasons, different pace for the day. I want to speak to somebody who's fast out there. People have said, hey man, you're you're fast. You have a lot of energy. Yeah, God loves that energy. He's not holding it against me for that kind of energy. He embraces that energy and he uses that energy, but I can still still outstride God if I'm not careful and then I'll be striving. So the pace might look different for each person externally, but internally the input is one that says, I receive all of you, God. So here's how we fight. We fight with um, first saying, hey, God, I thank you. Three things I'm thankful for. Right now, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for God. And I'm thankful for forgiveness. Number two, remember who you are in Jesus. The Satan lies, don't he? Write something down right now. Who are you in Jesus? What's the biggest lie? Replace that with the biggest truth. And we'll, if, if you want to join the team, we'll talk more about this extensively on how to create identity statement. But in short, we don't want our feelings to determine our actions and then to say who, how I'm worth, like my worth or value. We want my value to then influence my actions, which will then make me feel a certain way because it's not, I want to be sound and I have to go back there daily. So I read things like this, sacred Jerome, which calls my spirit to attention. I am holy and set apart. My name literally means sacred. I read that I'm a gamer and the pressure's off. So I'm made for the arena, but yet there's no pressure because Jesus already did it. You can steal this if you need to, steal a thing. I bring heaven here now, everywhere I go. Why? Because he dwells with me. The presence of God used to be in a building, used to be in a dwelling, but now the presence of the temple of the living God is in you. Come on, somebody. You're special. You're worth it. Otherwise, let's not, dis- let's not discount the cross. Because when we're rushing, we're spending. When we're rushing, we're withdrawing. But when we're abiding, we're recognizing what he did. And then we flow from that. We flow from that. I hope this is reteaching us this morning. 
So we remember who we are. Number three, we pray. We meditate. We pause. These are, there's no order to this, so to speak. This is just hopefully helping us. And then we read a verse of the day. For us, we will remember, I abide in his love. And then we worship. That's where we're going to close right now. And then we go love. So that's what we'll do this week. Tina's going to lead us in a song. That is, you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. From you will be everything. Everything is for you because you're worthy of it all. Let's go sing. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.